All right, a new debate taking center stage on the internet today. Which bread is best? Mm. It all comes after BuzzFeed asked the question, and plenty of people are fired up about their favorite. Why we disagree on the type of bread, and nine out of ten people say they love toast. Of course. But what kind of toast? So at least we so can agree on, on are toast. We, are we talking about sourdough? I like rye. A brioche? Should we talk about rye? That's what we're talking about. Rye. It depends on the sandwich. You know what's really good? The bread bowls from Panera. Those are delightful. Mm. Oh. So good. Uh, you know, <laughs> we always talk about food You're, never happened. Yeah, I know, food. never happened. <laughs> Let's go get some. A Panera uh, Bread Bowl after that this. Sounds good. Not right sponsored. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, well, you <laughs> contemplate breakfast this morning. We'll talk about we got to make some bread. Let's uh, talk about the yeah. temperatures. It's cold out there. We're down to 31 degrees right here in Charlotte. So we're below the freezing mark as you head out the door this morning. Make sure you bundle up. And if you're going to school today, warm at the bus stop as well. It's 29 at Wadesboro, 28 over now. Marlon down in the Palmetto State, right at the freezing market Lancaster and Sherrod 29 at Rock Hill upper 20s up there at Boone and Jefferson in the North Carolina mountains. In addition to that, we're looking at very low dew points. We're talking about dew point readings way below where they should be. Three degree dew point reading at eight Boone at uh, eight, three at Jefferson, 18 degrees at Monroe, 19 in Charlotte. The lower the dew point, that means the lower the humidity, and that means very, very dry air mass and the potential for fire danger out there with those low dew points, which means low humidity, gusty winds, and dry brush. So be aware that uh, burning is not uh, something you should be doing today. It's not a burning ban in effect, but certainly it's something to consider. They may issue one later today. We're going to see some gusty winds well over 25 miles an hour in other spots. Look at that. The this afternoon winds gusting over 45 miles per hour up in the Boone area. Here it is, hour by hour, 7 a.m. We're at, right at the freezing mark by around lunchtime, upper 50s, and then we get to the middle of the afternoon, right around 65 degrees at 5 p.m. It will be a sunny day today. Happening today, Charlotte City Council will take up some major changes, including a possible new district for the Queen City. Wake Up Charlotte's Richard Devane joins us now. Richard, uh, what else are council members expected to talk about tonight? Yeah, a lot of things, including standing behind the Ukraine efforts. They also say that there are some of these moves are more business oriented and others more ceremonial. Several important items for Charlotte city leaders to discuss Monday evening at their regular city council meeting, including a first reading and vote of the South Park Municipal Service District. The project would have more office and retail space as well as bike and walking paths with the South Park Mall at the center of the district. The move would cost property owners in that area of Charlotte an additional four cents per hundred dollars evaluation and would generate over $1.3 million each year. On a Betty Ford's Road corridor, council expected to hold a public hearing and vote on designated the old McDonald's cafeteria property as an historic landmark. The site currently holds a Chase Bank and was an important place for blacks in the 1970s. Leaders also plan to vote on a final proposal for a companion piece to its 2040 comprehensive plan. According to the city, the map provides guidance for the type and intensity of future development that is considered appropriate. And as a sign of support for the Ukraine, the council also plans to move ahead with a plan to suspend ties with Voronish, its sister city. The resolution would mean that Charlotte would not support any exchange between the two municipalities. And of course, all of this takes place tonight at its regular city council meeting. We'll have complete details of what changes are made and what remains the same. We're here in Charlotte in Uptown. Richard Avain for Wake Up Charlotte. Returning to more of today's top stories in your morning rush. Rock Hill City Council will meet again tonight after York County voted on a new funding for the Carolina Panthers practice facility. 
The York County plan would save the facility by having the Panthers pay for it up front and then be reimbursed through tax credits from the county, the city of Rock Hill and Rock Hill School District. Right now, the practice facility is not on the agenda, but it could still be discussed. Tonight's meeting set for six o'clock. Tonight, the world's largest lithium miner for electric car batteries will try to sell itself to the people of Kings Mountain. Albemarle Corporation plans to host the first of several meetings to discuss lithium mining in the area. Today will be a 45 minute presentation and 45 minute Q&A with several guest speakers. It starts at seven tonight at Kings Mountain City Hall. Good morning, I'm Tradesha Woodard. More affordable housing is coming to the Uptown area after land donations from the city and a local church. The mixed income housing project will consist of 105 units and already has millions of dollars in contributions. They're hoping to begin construction within the next few weeks and complete the project by 2023. Starting tomorrow, kids at select CMS schools will need to wear clear backpacks. The district invested nearly half a million dollars into the program in response to rising violence across the system. Body scanners will also be installed at seven schools in response to a record number of guns found on campus. CMS students are off today for a teacher work day. Live pictures over the U.S. Capitol this morning where the building will reopen for limited public tours for the first time in two years because of the pandemic. Only school groups and groups of up to 15 people will be allowed to tour for now, and they will have to be guided by congressional members and aides. And that's it for your morning rush. Now turning to the ongoing crisis in Ukraine, three things to know as you start your week. Number one, officials with Ukraine and Russia are set to meet again today for another round of peace talks. Russia's chief negotiator said in-person talks won't happen until tomorrow. Officials say Ukraine President Zelensky recently told independent Russian journalists that his government would consider declaring neutrality to end the war. Number two, last night a Russian rocket attack hit an oil base in the northwest part of Ukraine. Local officials say at least five people were hurt in that blast and believe it was a targeted attack. Number three, Ukraine military leaders believe Russia may try to break the country in two and control the eastern part of the country. Officials point to Russian attempts to set up their own government in occupied cities as a possible sign of Russia's new tactic. Now time to connect the dots when we make the news make sense. More than a million people have left Ukraine as a result of the war with Russia, some being offered refuge right here in America. The Biden administration accepting 100,000 Ukrainian refugees. But where would they live? Let's connect the dots. Refugees often go where they have connections. Typically, more populous states take in more refugees than rural states. The Migration Policy Institute says they're placing communities based on their needs, family ties, healthcare services, and housing availability, among other factors. The United States has more immigrants than any other country in the world. Pew Research says more than 40 million people living in the U.S. today were born in another country. The highest immigrant populations are in California, New Jersey, Nevada, New York, Texas, and Florida. The population of immigrants is also very diverse. Just about every country in the world represented among U.S. immigrants. And that is Connecting the Dots.